0: This week, we have a surprise for those of you who make it to the end of the podcast. Okay, we are back with our final episode of 2018. This is Brecken.
1: And Jonathan.
0: Of the Gem Junkies. So, 2018 is roll into an end we thought we'd do a little holiday special where we kind of talk about the year our favorite parts of the year and then maybe talk a little bit about what to expect from us in 2019 sure and then some fun holiday stories because we like stories
1: yeah
0: all right so 2018 the year of the podcast for us
1: yeah
0: it was a Fun year. I didn't think this is our twenty seventh episode. Twenty seven. I didn't expect that starting it in March.
1: Yeah, you didn't think we'd make it. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you thought it would be like two, three episodes and we'd be done?
0: I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I do.
1: Yeah, it's been fun.
0: Yeah. I thought this would be kind of more like a chore. Like when it was presented to us, I thought, okay, that we can do like this. Work. This sounds you know, Okay, and then once we started doing it, I decided I actually really enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's kind fun. of a fun, like, afternoon break, midweek, to come downstairs into the basement and, and record our podcast.
1: And talk about some gemstones.
0: Yeah. So, um, looking back at our podcast this year, what's been your favorite episode?
1: Probably back to one of our first ones. I really enjoyed the Lotus Garnet and doing that. I really liked our Africa special and talking about, you know, like reliving some of the memories from Africa and even the last episode talking with my dad and kind of talking about where the, you know, I heard different things than I'd heard, you know, all the years that I've heard stories about the beginning of the company.
0: I know I, when I wrote those questions to ask him, I thought I knew his answers. Yeah. And, but they were totally different than what I was expecting from him, yeah. which was kind of fun.
1: Which is kind of fun, which is why I think going into the next year, I think we should do more interviews. I yeah.
0: Mean, One of my favorite episodes was actually interviewing Oren. Yeah. When we were at the show and uh, talking to him and about his experiences and why he, he made the Sharing the Rough film. And I found that really exciting. Also, I would have to say I really liked the Spinell episode. That was probably one of my favorites.
1: Yes, but that was really good. So I I think there's been a lot of really good episodes.
0: Do you know how many listens we've had?
1: No. How many listens?
0: 13,100 listens. Wow. I feel like that's people listening to the sound of my voice too frequently. (laughs) (laughs) The interesting thing.
1: The interesting thing about the 13,100 listens is where they come from.
0: Okay, so our top cities... For listens, Mm -hmm. Pocatello, go figure. Hometown. New York. And then Seattle. Wow. Yeah. And then top countries: USA. Obviously. Second runner-up: Australia. Okay. Third runner-up: Canada.
1: Canada. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. It makes sense. Well, we're English-speaking. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When I was in high school, my marching band teacher, Miss J, that's what we called her, she was mean. Like, marching band, my marching band experience was if you do not do it right, you have to do push ups. We were like one of the top marching bands in the school. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to brag about being a marching band, but it was really cool. (laughs) Yeah, it was 20 some years ago. 20 some years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I marched the flute. My freshman year. And I then my uh, sophomore year, I marched the sousaphone. Is this going somewhere? Yeah, it is. The sousaphone, <laughs> which is the big, you know, the tuba. Yeah. And I did that because there was a boy I wanted to date who also played the tuba. And I did date him. Our relationship lasted two weeks, but I still decided to march because I wasn't backing down. I was going to march that sousaphone. And then I went back to the flute after that one year. Anyway, my teacher, Mrs. J., and one, one, I don't know, rehearsal or something told me I did not have a voice for radio. So there you go, Miss J. 13,000 listens later.
1: <laughs> Other people would disagree.
0: Well, they might agree, actually. But I'm still doing it, so I don't care. <laughs> but um, I think looking forward to the podcast in 2019, it's exciting... One thing that I'm super stoked that we have decided to launch a collection of Montana sapphire. Yes. And so we're gonna have to do a special on Montana sapphire.
1: For sure, and maybe we'll have to do maybe an interview with Warren Boyd. or mm-hmm.
0: That'll be you know, fun. Something like that. Yeah. Be fun. And I think maybe I- we'll
1: have to go there.
0: Ooh, on the site.
1: On site. Gem Great Junkies
0: Montana. on the site. Middle uh, of nowhere. Middle uh, of nowhere, Montana. Rock Creek, Montana. Real Montana. middle of like nowhere. So do you have to, like, drive through Great Falls to get to
1: that? You have to drive a long way. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, most mining areas are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 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 So most mining mining takes, like, at least two hours by car from any major city. So super stoked about Montana Sapphire. Um, next year, I'm also super stoked because I've worked on a lot of new designs. Yes. Yeah, so we've got about 30 new sets coming, and they should, fingers crossed, all get through production and be ready by, what, the first of the year. Yep. So that should be exciting to see all of that. And that's samples for our sample line and, and new new stuff like that. One thing that I really enjoyed this year was our trip to Africa. Right. And getting to visit the Kitarini School, which we donate to.
1: Right, through the Devon Foundation, mm-hmm. which is, if you want to learn more about it, it's devonfoundation.org. Yep, .org. Yep, and we just found out that we were able to uh, fund the...
0: All the bowls and cups that they needed because uh, right. if you remember from our Africa podcast we talked about how the students didn't have enough bowls and so we were able to raise the funds and buy them plenty of bowls and now they also have cups yes yeah we got them cups as well so that was exciting
1: yeah and then there was a group of students that were finishing up with this primary school and they wanted to go into secondary school but they didn't have the money to buy all the items for the school And we've been able to fund that as well. So how many students was that for?
0: It was uh, 10 students. So five full scholarships and five partial scholarships. And the school just provided us with a list of students that that needed the assistance. And we were able to, through uh, donations from some of our clients, and we always do a donation at the end of the year as kind of like our Christmas gift to... Um, our jewelers uh, we make a donation in their name and so through those donations we were able to to send these 10 kids on to secondary school yeah so that's pretty exciting
1: yeah that's an exciting
0: and and looking forward to 2019 i hope to send 20 kids to secondary school
1: right because those kids will go on for their second year of yeah. secondary school and then there'll be a whole another group of students going for their first year so yeah We'll definitely have to work towards that yeah. over the next year.
0: I'm excited. I think, I think we can do it. Yeah. Um, where do you want to go next year? Should we take any trips? Yeah. Where do you want to go? I was thinking Australia.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Back to Australia. It's
0: been a couple years.
1: It has been a few it's years. It's time
0: yeah i mean most of our australian suppliers will come and meet us either in hong kong or in the u.s they'll come to the u.s but i kind of want to go there okay maybe check out the great barrier reef we haven't done that yet
1: no we or
0: maybe go wine tasting
1: cool. down in adelaide yeah those are two very different directions
0: they are ones at the north ones at the south end of of australia but so
1: probably would have to pick one we'd
0: probably have to pick one maybe the great barrier reef Maybe that would be fun. Do some think. scuba
1: diving. Yeah.
0: We'll probably go to Hong Kong Yeah. one or two times next year.
1: I haven't been since before the twins were born.
0: I know. It's been I, I have been campaigning for you yeah. Yeah. to come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still campaigning because I know who listens to this podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we could do that. That would be fun. But, anyway, we wanted to do a little... Um, Christmas, Yuletide fun stories, right? Yeah. There was actually a super cool story that came out in, what, the New York Post?
1: Yes, the New York Post. This week? This week. Uh, so, December 12th, a man was eating lunch at the Grand Central Oyster Bar in New York City and uh, was... And found a natural pearl in his dish.
0: In his oyster.
1: In his oyster. And he thought at first that it was like he'd broken a tooth (laughs) or a filling or needed to go to the dentist. But then when he spit it out, he realized that it was actually
0: a pearl. pearl. And it's so rare. It's It's crazy rare. So to give you an
1: idea of how rare this is, just this one restaurant serves over 5,000 oysters on the half shell every day. 5,000 a day.
0: And how often does it happen that you this find a pearl? This is the
1: second time ever.
0: Ever. For how many years?
1: Uh, 28 years.
0: Second time in 28 years, 5,000 oysters a day. Wow. it's
1: a lot of oysters. That is. This shows you how rare an actual pearl is, especially like the ones that serve, that are served in restaurants.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the ones that are served in restaurants. And this pearl came from Virginia, right? Yes. An oyster that's that was yeah. harvested in Virginia. It
1: was harvested in Virginia, um, and it was uh, it was it was the size of a pea, and um, and because of the the any time that you find an, a pearl in an edible oyster, the value is not very high, right? Because those aren't known for their nacre. they're not known for their nacre and yeah. for producing great pearls. So the the value is probably you know two to four hundred dollars,
0: but still, but it's
1: still really cool because it's you know how often does that really happen?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of oysters. It's five million, five million one hundred ten thousand oysters. Two in five million one hundred ten thousand oysters. Right. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's even more rare than. I don't know what. Lotus Garnet. There you go. (laughs) So I had a little fun gemstone lore or fact. Okay. That if you have um, visitors coming into your home for the holidays.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, sometimes holidays can be super stressful. Sometimes there could be negative vibes between family members and all that. Okay. You should put black tourmaline okay. around your house and especially by the front door because when people walk through the front door it will suck up their negative emotions and you will have a peaceful holiday season
1: black tourmaline
0: black tourmaline it oddly enough looks like coal <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe coal would work
0: maybe coal would work maybe yeah. you just give everyone that's negative a piece of coal for Christmas and see how your Christmas morning turns out
1: works for Santa
0: <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> But no, so I was thinking, you know, just if you got your mother-in-law coming over or your mother coming over, and you just, you know, under her bed, just pile up some some black tourmaline, and you'll Piled, <laughs> pile it up. You never know.
1: You can get piles of black tourmaline.
0: Somewhere. <laughs> I don't. We don't have any black tourmaline. Nope. I don't know where we're going to find this, but we is need it to get really some. Rare? No, no, it's not black tourmaline or scroll. I think is what it's called. Is just not typically used in jewelry because right. it's not. Pretty. <laughs> it looks like coal, like I said. So so I did a little research. I tried to figure out, because we were we were trying to figure out what gemstone to talk about for Christmas mm-hmm. or the holiday season. And I thought, well, Alexandrite would be fun because it's red and green. That's the perfect like Christmas gemstone. But I couldn't find any Christmas stories about Alexandrite. Okay. And then I wanted to talk about Ruby and Emerald. Well, no. No. Okay. I wanted to talk about coal. Okay. <laughs> I wanted which to figure out. Which stone. is not a gemstone. But it produces. But produces diamond. If you know the crystal structure and the little pressure, you can make a diamond out of coal. So I wondered where the tradition of giving coal as a gift for bad little kids came from. Okay. I, it took me down a rabbit's hole.
1: I bet it did. I will
0: tell you that. Krampus? No, it didn't. No, Krampus. No Krampus. Uh, Krampus wasn't mentioned. Did you know in Italy, they don't believe that Santa Claus delivers presents, but a witch? A witch? La Befana, La Bifana, La Bifana, yeah, delivers gifts. She's a good witch. Okay. But, del- but she's the one that delivers the gifts to the children.
1: So no Santy.
0: No Sandy Claus. Yeah, they were. <laughs> but uh, there was also, so getting back to the coal thing. Okay. It was believed, you know, you, you're by the fireplace, right? You, right. You hang your stockings by the fireplace. Or in earlier days, they would put their shoes out. They'd polish their shoes up and put those by the fireplace. And that if you were naughty, Santa Claus would just pull whatever was close by, put it in your shoe. Coal. Coal. Yeah. Okay,
1: charcoal.
0: Yeah, coal from the fire. Yeah. In the earlier stories, Santa Claus didn't only leave coal. But whatever was whatever happened to be around the fireplace. Sometimes it was twigs. Sometimes it was an onion. Oh okay. Sometimes it was coal. Okay. Sometimes it was a
1: just random
0: bulb of garlic. Yeah. Just random stuff. Just random stuff. So funny, we got, and I don't think Zoe's going to listen to this before Christmas, but my niece Zoe, who was on our podcast for the Tanzanite one, she is obsessed with gemstones and everything sparkly and glittery. And so is her brother Nixon. And we got them these little kits that have 10 geodes in them that you have to break, that you get to break them open. And so we're, we're really excited and looking forward to doing that with them on Christmas. But we gave her the gift this last weekend when she, when we were getting, she together. asked what we were getting. And and she shook, yeah, she shook the box and she said, Oh, it really could be cool because it was just all these geodes, like jiggling around in a box.
1: <laughs> and it's heavy.
0: And it's real heavy. <laughs> it's
1: real heavy. So I told her she was getting coal and she said, Brecken would never let you do
0: that. Brecken would it never get, get me coal. And I was like, Touche. This girl is on it. I would never get you Cole. I love you too much. How is she? she is 10. 10. She's 10. Yeah. And she is the best.
1: Well, I heard a happy story, that there was this couple from England.
0: Okay, wait, wait, wait. Go for it. A happy story? A happy Christmas story?
1: I don't know about how Christmassy it is, but it's, I don't know. I think it was fairly recent.
0: Oh, it was. I saw it on Ellen.
1: Is it fairly recent? Uh-huh. Okay, so there's this couple from England, came to New York, mm-hmm. and he proposed in Central Park. He...
0: Times Square.
1: No, 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 That's where he lost it.
0: Oh, okay. He lost the ring? Oh, yes. Ah, back up. Back up. Ah, sh- yeah. Don't interrupt I'm me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just... Uh, She's sh- <laughs> like, I already know. I already know. This is why he can't ever get me a Christmas present.
1: <laughs> okay, so there's this couple from England that went to New York, and... The, uh, the the guy brought an engagement ring with him mm-hmm. to propose on their trip. Yes. And they proposed in Central Park. Yes. And then they were touring around the city. I love and they Central went. Park. Yeah. Central Park's awesome. Yeah. Good place to propose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have done it if it wasn't so far away.
0: It was really far from where we got engaged. So anyway, continue.
1: So they were wandering well, around It's far from Central them Park.
0: too, England. You know, the I'm just saying. So, just across the pond. Just, <laughs> just across the
1: pond. And so they're wandering around and they were in Times Square... And the ring was a little bit too big for, her, and it fell. Off. I didn't
0: know the ring was too big. It was I thought he big. dropped it while proposing. No, oh.
1: no. So, so it fell off of her hand and went down one of those. Oh no! New York grates. Grates.
0: That you don't know. Crocodiles live down there. Yeah. Well, it, no, rat-sized. It wasn't
1: necessarily a sewer. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily a sewer grate. It was just one of those sidewalk grates. And anyway, so they kind of looked and tried to figure out how to get it themselves, and then they talked to, like, a policeman, and, like, they didn't give their names or anything because they thought it was just... Hopeless. Hopeless. Gone. So they flew home, and the guy actually went out and even bought another one. <gasps> and the policeman, who they had told, got together a whole crew, and they found the ring.
0: Wow. Yeah, and delivered it on it. And
1: BMW. delivered it.
0: Yeah. Wow. They, well, and the hard thing was they had to find the couple yeah. because there was no name, no information. So there was this whole campaign because they had some images from uh, security cameras, cameras, security cameras in Times Square saying, Do you know these people? Who are these people? We need to find these people. And so they found them. Ellen flew them out. Of course, Ellen. Of course, Ellen. I love not, Nothing merrier than Ellen. Right. She, she does Christmas right. But so they had the police officers there, right? And she, they thought that she was just bringing them on to talk about their experience, and then New York, in New York, and then the police officers came out and they were like, "Hey, you lost something," and she starts bawling, and he proposes again. I'm getting all teary. it but was I mean, so sweet.
1: Yeah, there's so many good stories around the holidays. And I think also, just in general, there's good stories about jewelry and so forth. And I think that's something that we'll definitely want to tell more stories yeah. that are going on in the world. Yeah. Because most of the time, the main stories that I see are always popping up are all the ones on the auctions. And I haven't wanted to talk about those. because those are it's boring. Like, I think it's just about how much money. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Yeah. I talk about things that are more...
0: Well jewelry when you give the gift of jewelry, it it's something that's meant to last. Yeah. And it's something that's meant to show love and affection. Yeah. You don't gift jewelry to people you don't like. Well maybe you do, I don't know. <laughs> but but really I'm weird. that would be weird. That'd be
1: weird. I don't like you here. Have a it
0: could be a <laughs> peace offering. Yeah, maybe, know, maybe. But still it it's in good, you know, good faith. You're giving them a peace offering. But I think that that's the special thing about Christmas time. And I think that's the special thing about our our side of the business. We don't get to see typically the end story. We don't get to see who goes home with this ring or that ring. We just know which, which jeweler we sold it to. And so I love, love, love when our jewelers tell us this was for someone's 60th wedding anniversary, or this went to um, a man and a wife who were celebrating, you know, 50 years together. And it just uh, is those little stories that, that really make jewelry in our industry super special. It's all about family. Yeah. All right. So we have a very special holiday present for five people. The first five people that message us on Instagram, direct message us on Instagram, will receive a beautiful Parley Jewelry Designs travel mug. It's cool. I have one. I put my coffee in it. Jonathan puts his hot water. (laughs) Or coffee. Or coffee. Okay. Depends on the day. But anyway, so DM us and there's five going out to five lucky people. Wonder who's going to get it. So,
1: Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
0: Happy Holidays.
1: Happy Holidays. Happy
0: Kwanzaa.
1: Happy, Happy Hanukkah.
0: Hanukkah.
1: <laughs> to all of our listeners out there, hope you had a great 2018. Yep. And we'll uh, be talking again in 2019. Yeah. And if there's, again, anything that you want to hear about or anything you want to tell us about or what tell us about what you got, what jewelry you got for Christmas, feel free to uh, let us know.
0: If you want to see what we do in our real life, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and sometimes we tweet at Parlay Gems. We wish you all a happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays.
0: Uh, This is Brecken. And Jonathan. Signing out. See you in 2019. Bye-bye. Bye.